hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. He was in the Air Force, so. Good. All right. And he was a mechanic in the Air Force, so he knows um, knows this stuff. He'd be able to tell what's wrong. He also was telling me, like, it's got two engines, so if anything happens. It's probably the engine. Welcome, welcome to Whiskey and White Tales episode 69, the show where you get what you give. <laughs> Today is April 18th, 2021, and we're excited to have you. And uh, my wife's always trying to get me to try 69, but I think 72 is the preferred temperature on the thermostat. Yeah, it so. is way, way more comfortable. And yeah. it's actually recommended by most power companies for being a... Uh, exactly, it's more yeah. efficient. It's more efficient, so, yep. so you can... Check us out all over the Instagram, <clears throat> Facebook, Twitter, we're on Twitter, okay. Go Wild app. Yep. And you can join our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Whiskey and Whitetails. You can pick a tier, you can join in, you can be up here. If you pick a correct, yeah. the correct tier, you can join us. And engage. Come engage on Twitter. It's, yeah. I, I, Twitter's hard because I feel like if, as a company, if, if we're not just on the forefront of commenting and getting our business nose in politics and other things, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to to gain traction on that platform because it's really just a tightly controlled public square. I don't use Twitter, <laughs> yeah, but I've been following along with the Elon Musk thing. It's fun. It's hilarious. <laughs> like he's not. He voted to remove the W in Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, and then he was like at the Twitter HQ. He's like, I'm just going to turn it into a homeless shelter. It was like 99 percent voted yes. <laughs> It is so petty. It's perfect. It sucks, though, because Twitter released an hour ago. I just saw it in the news that um, he will not be joining the board because there was a stock deal. He couldn't buy more shares. He couldn't own more than 12% or something if he was part of the board. So I'm guessing he's going to buy more shares instead of join the board. Probably, as majority owner, may give him more power than sitting on the board. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that's that's the whole reason the uh, boards exist. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Good and if you want to join our boards, you can go to whiskeyandwhitetails.com and just go podcast, and you can save 20% off stuff in there. And uh, we put up the – no, that's fine. So um, the, we are recording kind of early. Yeah, it is a little early. So um, we're actually recording Monday afternoon. Our podcast has already come out for the week, and for we're week. recording next week's because – Yeah, we got a lot going on. We are leaving – Wednesday morning mm-hmm. at what time is boarding? Like five thirty. 
Are name. we on the same flight or not? I think so. Okay. I if I remember. booked it, then yes. Well, we booked separate flights. We booked our own flights. Oh, then I don't know. I know mine leaves at like 520 something in the morning, 524 yeah. or 5 in the morning. We're, we're on the same I have to imagine there weren't that many leaving. I just yeah, know I wanted the earliest flight possible so we could maximize what we do. While well, we're also, there. the later you fly in the day, the uh, the longer it takes. True. Because the flights get backed up. But if yes. you're the first flight out, you're, you're usually yeah, good. And we're right. going straight to Atlanta. Unless and then, you fly into an air show. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Which <laughs> That's a funny story. It's last week, yeah. yeah. But we're flying to Atlanta and then flying to Louisville, mm-hmm. Louisville, mm-hmm. Louisville, Louisville. It's named after King Louis, so it's probably Louisville. Mm-hmm. But I've said Louisville because where I'm from is like Statesville. Statesville, Fayetteville, yeah. all the Vols. Vols. Yeah. Our Vols are, you know, that they think that the Vol was the original uh, mammal. Weird. Yeah. Because they live underground. So like yeah. when the meteor hit or whatever cooked everything, they were like, what was that? Yeah. And they just kept doing their thing. Interesting. All right. This episode is sponsored by the ABCs of Bourbon. Hey. I felt like it was time we do a little refresh on that. So okay. ABC's a bourbon. If you're going to have a bourbon, which this is in front mm-hmm. of us, Baker 7, one of my favorites, A, must be made in America. And we use that in a lot of our trivia. Because where's, where's bourbon from? Everybody says Kentucky, but it's America. Anywhere in America. B, must put in a brand new charred oak barrel. C, must be 51% corn. corn. D, it cannot be stilled higher than 160 proof. Yep. 80%. B, it cannot go into the barrel higher than 125. It used to be 115. There's a lot of stillers that still do 115 because those are the old rules, but it's 125. And then E, it cannot, or A, B, C, D, that's entry F, it cannot be filled lower than 80 proof. So it must be right. lower than 80 proof. But as it ages, it can get above 125. That's right. where you see these 130s, 140s. And G, it must be genuine. And the reason I want to bring that up, because of all these t- uh, finished bourbons I'm seeing, it's starting to... Everybody thinks that uh, it's, you know, Oloroso or whatever, cask, yeah. bourbon, finished. That and then makes it a whiskey. It's straight bourbon, and then they put it in another thing. It's no longer genuine. That's artificial flavor that's added. Yeah. But it's a tricky little gray area, and they can put things like Kentucky bourbon aged in sherry right. cask. But the thing with whiskey, we've kind of we've talked about this more in depth on other episodes, is that the laws that dictate and regulate bourbon and the whiskey industry it doesn't prohibit anyone from putting the word bourbon on a barrel or on a bottle well so it, it is bourbon but then you aged it in something right yeah so you can totally a, do that yeah it's weird oh look at the i'd love the nice little sticky residue on the inside of the bottle that, yeah that cork did num num this is the old bakers that they don't make anymore the good bakers the good bakers it's seven years old 107 proof and it is has been one of my favorites for a long time. Mm. It's in the the Booker's bottles. Same kind of wax. The wax comes apart terribly as well. But the new one, new mash bill, different. Mm. Quintessential bourbon notes. Quintessential. So, we're flying to Kentucky. Yeah, we are. And then, let me look at my calendar of events. We have a lot going on that I'm very excited about. So, today's Monday. We were flying Wednesday. We will you have arrive. Like a, do you have a note with? That's in my dinner? calendar. Oh, cool. Okay. We will arrive at 9.30-ish, it looks like for me. 10 a.m. pickup at the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Ooh. And then we have a tour at Peerless at noon 30. 
which is about an hour. And then we're going to drive to Bardstown, go to Heaven Hill. And then we might go to Bardstown Distillery as well, or Bardstown, whatever they call themselves. Mm-hmm. And come back, check in, do that thing. Um, we got a Airbnb that says, like, no professional photography. It has a noise sensor in the living room. Like, they're real serious about us not being so louder. We'll, we'll be spending as little time in yeah. there unless it's time to go to sleep, probably. It's just when we booked all this, it was still kind of crazy. Um, rules. Are we doing? Did you get a rental car, or are we? Yeah, I got a we, car. Okay, I didn't know if we were just gonna Uber it around or what. Mm-mm. Oh man, it's good, isn't it? It's the best. Yeah, rental car, and then I think we should go to because I looked it up. It was called Fifth Sixth Street Live or something. That's where we should go. But did you ever meet Trevor, my friend, the Volkswagen guy, big guy, drives a Harlequin? Maybe he lives in Louisville. So I was like, we have absolutely nothing to do. We could just invite him out or maybe go see him somewhere. Yeah. Um, Anyway, then Thursday morning, we have a breakfast probably. Yeah. And then we have a Cooperage tour (laughs) with Brown Foreman, private tour. Very excited about that. That was set up with us um, through the CB Spotlight video we did with Brown Foreman. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to that, and I'm pretty pumped for that private tour. We'll be able to ask a bunch of questions. And then we've also got them coming to Bourbon on the Banks. We'll be at Bourbon on the Banks doing a live podcast there. And I think we're going to do three podcasts, so three different shows. But we would like to do Cooperage, the White Oak Initiative, and mm-hmm. I think a farmer would be cool, like a corn farmer. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I don't really want to talk to any distillers or anything, but yeah, like it's, field it's, to barrel. Everybody stuff. talks about. Yeah, field to barrel. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Um, field to fork, field to barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's a little early for this, but our plug of the week. No, it is early. Okay, sorry. It's a the pod, week. And we're going to spend a little bit of time on this one because I'm pretty excited for it. This has already been an episode full of knowledge. <laughs> we're going to watch Hill Proper, which if you have never heard of it, you should check it out. It's a bar restaurant in um, Louisville, and I thought it was private. Because they have memberships, but it's mm-hmm. not. Anyone can go. Gotcha. But if you're a member, you get discounted rates. Mm. You get preferential seating. You can make reservations. Other than that, it's first come, first serve. So if you show up and it's packed, you're not getting in. But a member will be seated first. Very so we cool. have a reservation with Rocco from Camp Hero, Kentucky. He's a member there. Awesome. And I wrote down, this is their this is their thing. And this is pretty new. I think it just opened like in the past couple of months. Oh. But rich on bourbon history, loyal to traditions, and filled with modern luxury to help celebrate the new age of bourbon. That's their uh, tagline there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I rechecked the attire. Rock yeah. said wear a collared shirt. It says, better than business professional, just below wedding attire, no hats. Oh, wow. So we're dressing a little nicer than we thought. So I'll probably bring a pair Tan pants and a button up. Yep. Sports coat? And we'll talk about that later. Yeah, maybe. I think it's going to be in the like 60s. Yeah, it's going to be chilly, I'm sure. I'm done with the sports coat. It's fine with me. Yeah. Now I'm bringing a suitcase. Yeah, no kidding. So they allow 300 members. Like I said, you get discounts. So they say in there, nothing foreign, nothing clear, no beer. So it's bourbon, whiskey, and they have some wine. They probably have some like port. That's what they have there? That's yeah. what they said? Okay. Nothing foreign, nothing clear, no beer. Sounds like a pretty cool spot. I like the way they put that. I do too. It's very matter of fact. Yeah. 
It's American bourbon. It answers a lot, a lot of questions. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Do you have? Nope. I would just say I had three. I had three. You're not going to find scotch. No. You're not going to find an Irish whiskey. Nope. You may find a single malt that's made in the United States, but it's not going to be scotch. Right. So no Japanese whiskey. Yep. That's the fair. no beer thing I thought was odd. Most eh, places I'm offer not, beer. Uh, most do, but I'm not surprised though. I mean, yeah. if that's what you're, if you're going to make a staple and put your foot down as as something and stick to it. Yeah. It looks good. So the opening room is called the Fermenter, and it's a waiting room, and they have a bar. And so it's like luxury leather couches you can sit at. So I'm pretty excited about that. Hmm. And then you get seated. Um, but also, from 5 to 7, we'll be there at 6.30. From 5 to 7, uh, Caleb Kilborn, the master seal for Peerless, will be there doing signed bottles we can purchase as well as apparel and some other things. So that'll be cool. Get to meet him. And, yeah, and so I went through the list because, you know, I want to know. And it's mm-hmm. several pages. And they do it. It's another thing that's cool is everything they do is a little bit different. So they're like, how would you list it? Alphabetically? Meh. So they list it by the state that it's from, and then they order the states on the date they joined the union. Very well, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, very more American, I guess. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. I went through, and they have uh, – I wrote down just some stuff. They have 03, 2003 to 21 birthday bourbons, almost all of them. I think they were missing two. Wow. And they range from $52 to $124 a pour. Mm. And these are one-and-a-half-ounce pours. They have the 17 through 20 stag, the George C. Stag, 62 to $68 a pour. Uh, Weller Special Reserve, $6.40. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Parker's Heritage, they have 07 through 21. I'm going to try one of these. Uh, 47 up to $131. And these are Rocco's prices, not... Oh, these are the... And they were like $8, $9 cheaper than the... Wow. They have Bardstown Batch for $5.20. So that's probably going to be one that I drink. They have Baker 7. Hmm. $8.80 poor. So I just saved us $16, almost <laughs> $17. <laughs> ODBA, $15.20. But here's what I'm getting into. So they have that Beam 1971 VFW decanter. I just saw the yeah, I just saw that. Twenty two forty. Twenty dollars and forty cents. Probably gonna try that. Yeah. And then for Wild Turkey, they have a nineteen eighty eight, a nineteen eighty nine, and a nineteen ninety two bottle. Uh thirty one, thirty one, twenty six dollars. Wow. So I think I'm definitely gonna go for the eighty eight, because I've had early eighty seven, had late eighties. They have an Australia uh turkey release only really? seven dollars. That's kinda cool. And then the Master Keep Decades, the 2017 Batch 1, I'm going to try that. It's $22.40. And then they have pretty much all the midwinters. How far is this from where we're staying? This sounds like an, an Uber ride there and back. <laughs> it will be an Uber ride there and back. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't know how to look at a map. If you follow the river, it's mm-hmm. like northwest on oh, the okay. river. I think it's probably not far. That's cool, man. It's right outside so wait, Lexington. But Rocco doesn't Louisville. live in Louisville? He lives in Lexington. So he's driving all the way up just to do this, mm-hmm. hang out with us? Cool, man. Such a good dude. Yes. He's a good dude. And he's probably going to pay <laughs> for it because he has to pay for it. And then because he's the member. We can pay, we can, yeah, we're going to pay him back. Burst, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they had uh, 10 different midwinter nights to him, uh, 15 to $22. I asked him if they have any of uh, the old St. Nick that's good. Could ask. <laughs> yeah. We don't like the the spring. Yes, I think it was. Like this, is what I gave you. Did you try yeah. it? I haven't tried it again. No. Yeah. No, I want to because I haven't tried it in a while. Sometimes it's nice to open something again and go. Oh, that's why that sucks. Yeah, I had a <laughs> bottle that I was saving. This is another thing that I've learned that we haven't really talked about. If you have bottles that are starting to get down here, you need to drink them. 
because all that air in there will oxidize and they taste funny. But I had a bottle that I was saving my last two ounces on, mm -hmm. and it's a bottle I really liked. Ruined it. Yeah, it that tasted sucks. terrible. Have you had any that you've you've drank like that amount and just decided I just can't do this? Like like the one you gave me and then tried later and yeah liked it. Yeah, yeah, I've done that There's a times. The um the Kentucky Owl, that St. Patrick's, I had it Saturday night watching the fights. Yeah, changed a lot. It opened up a lot more. I like it. The McCallum 15 that I bought uh, the, when we went to Kentucky last year, um, I drank it and I shared some with uh, my um, sister-in-law's husband. I just didn't, it was just, yeah, it was okay. You know how we are in Scotch. It's really yeah. hit or miss with us. But I had a pour a week or two ago after it's, it's about half empty. It's just been sitting for a while and I really, really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I might be um, dumping my scotches. They've been sitting for so long that they're probably... I went through a scotch phase like two years ago. Yeah. When I moved. And instead of buying... Because I pretty much drank all the whiskey I had to, so but I didn't have to move the, it. The thing about... So I'm going to... I'm gonna. This isn't me shitting on, on bourbon. It's just kind of the way it is. There are all, There is a lot of bourbon out there. And the notes that make bourbon what bourbon is are often the same. Yeah. So... When you're tasting bourbons and trying things, you're you're seeking out those little nuances, right? But by and large, a lot of bourbon, if it's unless it's doing something really crazy or weird, you're still going to get those middle of the road sort of baseline notes. I feel like Scotch is really different; like they're all very different, and that's why you get people who are like huge on Ardbeg, and that's all yeah. they drink is Ardbeg, or all they drink is this, that, and the other. And it's just it's really hard for me to find one that I like enough to. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, to um, but to, to your point of, of scotch is going bad. It's just like I, it's an expensive endeavor. Yeah. to just figure out what you like. That's what sucks. Yeah, for sure. That's one of the reasons that I, I never did it, and then was like, you know, I'm going to do it because I like blended scotch whiskey. Most of them, mm -hmm. like, there's not many blended scotch whiskey I don't like, but straight scotch, I'm very it's hit or miss, and I really don't like spending because they're more expensive usually than bourbon, mm -hmm. and I don't like spending that much to taste it and be like, that was, yeah, that could have been like five bottles of most, turkey. most scotch is blended, which is when it, what's why it's funny when people are like, I don't drink single malt. Scotch yeah, yeah. Like, okay. There's not a lot of them. Well, I don't, I don't drink blended. Have you had a single malt American, American single malt? Um, yes. I can't remember what it was. Cause I, I, did we have it together? Because I had <clears> one too and I can't remember what it was. I want to say, I know Balcones has one, but I, I don't know if they started it and it's finished yet, but I have had one. I just can't remember what it was. I didn't like it. Does High West have one? Was it, was it a High West? Let's look it up. I don't remember. Either way, I, I, I do recall drinking one. I don't recall caring for it. Yeah, I didn't really like it that much. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. The... Yeah, and then Friday... So Thursday we're doing that, yep. and then Uber back, and then Friday we we're going to the Executive Bourbon Steward class, mm -hmm. which used to be in person only, and then we found out a week ago you can now do it online. Yeah. So you can save yourself a bunch of money and could do do it online now. Do we have to take an exam or anything for mm -hmm. this one? Do we really? I didn't. I couldn't find anything about that on the internet. So the, I talked to um, a guy. I don't know who it was. Man, I'm really. I talked to so many people. I talked to somebody in person, though, whoever it was, and they had done it, and he said, basically, we're going to be underwhelmed, and we'll do very good. Mm. Okay. He's like, it's it's mostly made for 
industry people, um, like the bar will require you go do it so you can speak to it a better. Serv- He's like a server that doesn't know anything yeah, about yeah. bourbon. Like gotcha. you would take the regular or the regular executive, the bourbon steward. Yeah. And then you would go, they would send you, they would send one person from the bar to do yeah. the executive. Because oh, I noticed the, the made the, what seemed like the big difference between this and what we have already done is we get some hands-on experience on yeah. the distilling process, but then they talk about like actually curating, um, flights and curating, you know, yeah. blind tastings and some advanced, uh, sensory training, whatever yeah. that means. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It'd be fun. Cause it's one of those things like we, we kind of did this on our own. So to have like professional training, we may right. not really learn anything, but we may, our eyes, something that's super obvious to, you know, someone else, we may sure. go, Oh, never thought of it that way. Right. Or that's a good idea. But I think we're going to be able to pull stuff back for our classes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I just think it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to spending almost a week in Kentucky. You're coming back. Oh, that was one thing I wanted to ask. Are you – I think I'm going to go ahead and head down to Camp Hero after the class. So oh, are you? Friday night alone. Okay, that's fine. Um, I can Uber in the yeah, morning. I was going to ask the, if, about Ubering to the airport. Yeah, should uh, hopefully somebody's driving around that early. shouldn't be that hard to get an Uber in the morning, I think. If not, I'll call a taxi. I'll get there one way or the other. Okay. Not a problem. I just – I wanted to – Mention that before we, because if I need to say, I will, but I just figured I could hunt Saturday morning. You know, when are you flying back? Are you driving back? Monday. Monday? Okay. Yeah, you might as well get down there so you can yeah. get a full day in. Yeah. Potentially Fine two with full me. days. Yeah. I should have flew out of Lexington. I didn't think Could probably that. change your flight. Yeah, I may look into it. The, um, yeah, because you got to drive back. That's going to suck. Yeah. How far would I drive that? A couple hours? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so... Turkey hunt. You did your first turkey. Did you did you, did you, did you, yep. you did your first turkey hunt. We did. You kind of filmed. Which yeah, is, it's filmed. a good way. To, going along with someone and not hunting is a. That's how I learned. Yeah. Um, it was on a scale of zero to ten. Zero being seeing nothing and hearing nothing, and then ten being like you know, turkeys jumping in your lap and bag the biggest turkey. Yeah, life. yeah gobbling, strutting, and all of, all the stuff. Yeah. That hunt probably fell on like a three. Really? Yeah. Um, we, we called in that, that young Jake and the hand and they checked us out and that was fun, right? They were within like 15 yards, 10 crazy. yards. The the video, cause I was watching them on the camera, not really in person. Yeah. But watch them on the video being that close mm-hmm. and like, you could really see them. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But the, uh, I'm excited for you to hopefully experience like calling and getting a response back and hearing them gradually work closer. And then they shut up for a minute. And then when he gobbles this time. He's behind you because he's checking yeah. things out. And like that's when it's fun. It becomes a real cat and mouse game. It's a lot of fun. Get you like your adrenaline gets going. And um, well, I thought so. I didn't know that. I didn't know the we weren't going to shoot that one. Yeah. So when he came around the corner, I was like, as I was filming it, I was shaking for you. I was like, <laughs> oh god. I was like, this is the part, you know. And like my adrenaline was pumping, and I could feel my hands like just, yeah, yeah. just going to town. Good. And uh, like in the video, you can hear me going. Cuss, cuss. Because, like, you were behind a tree. It came out. I guess you couldn't see it. I could see it. Oh, you could? Yeah, I could see all of it. I, I could see what it was doing. I just, At the I, end when he stepped out? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I saw him step out, and then I saw her, her step out, and then I saw where I thought maybe there was a turkey we didn't see, or maybe we were going to get to, because she startled, like something scared her. It took was off. me, because I was like, Cuss. and then I turned the camera, and the oh, camera went, was like, because that plastic bounce, gotcha. okay. and it made a noise, and she flew away. I didn't hear any of that. Yeah. I was hyper-focused. I I thought maybe we were going to see a bobcat take a... That would have been <laughs> that cool. That would have been pretty cool. But 
uh, no, I, I, when they, when they snuck up from, from the right, I heard them walking through. That's the, that is the one upside of where they came from is that they're loud when they walk. Yeah. And, uh, I saw that little, little beard sticking out. And I was uh, like, That's you knew chick. right away. I knew right away. I wasn't yeah. going to shoot that. And I knew that the other one was a hen just based on the color. So I just tried to call and talk and get him to talk back just to get something fun for the camera. See, no, I didn't know any of that because the whole time I'm watching you and I'm like, man, well, he's know, not and even I, raising his gun or not. I can't move, right? Yeah. That was the other things. Even if it was a Tom, I was going to, I was relying on that turkey going to investigate that hen and me being able to grab my gun when it got behind a tree. Because uh, any movement, as you as you saw, yeah. they're they're out. And so that's a, that's a tricky part. Um, like I love our pot calls, but with any pot call, if you get a turkey that close, you can't use a pot call. Yeah. So I had a I had a mouth call in, and I also have a push button, a small push box call, and I like to use those because I can hold on to a rifle and hold that in my hand and still manipulate it. Um, but yeah, it's fun, man. It's it's it gets tricky, and uh, so you think people should have multiple calls? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So our call would be like a call added to the arsenal. Sure, that's the way I look yeah, at yeah. at any any call for turkey. That's why I had. Um, you know, I had I had I had pot calls. I had ours with us, uh, and used both the slate and the glass. Um, it was really windy, so the glass was was useful. Um, and that's what brought them in for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we when we decided to finally, because remember I told you I'm like, it's tough because it's windy and they're they're not talking. If if you've ever turkey hunted at all, you know that there's days you go out and they just don't gobble. Like there's just but that doesn't mean they're not hearing you. So we walked around and and tried to call and solicit a response so we could sort of locate it. Didn't work, and I was like. The, tr- the trick with that when they're quiet is that you can call and listen, and you might get there, you may get a, a Tom's attention, and he may be making a beeline towards your direction from 200 yards away, and then you just keep walking. Yeah. And he may just be chasing you, and you have no idea. So eventually you just got to sit down, park somewhere, and just call like we did for every 10, 15 minutes and see what happens. And that's exactly where, where they came from, just out of curiosity, because they're socially curious creatures, just like deer are. Yeah. Um, but... Hopefully you get you get some some turkeys up there that are gobbling and making a bunch of noise because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the one he sent me, like that would be a crazy <laughs> turkey to take. I hope you get to man. I hope you shoot that thing, smack it right in the face. His head's so blue too. It's pretty cool. It's looking. crazy when they they'll they'll turn colors. Hmm. The head turn colors. They I don't know if they over do age or no. Like as they're strutting oh. and doing stuff, you can if you pay attention, they'll that that color will. Will change in hue a little bit, like a lizard. Kind of, yeah. It's weird. <clears throat> I think they're just whatever it is they're doing with their body. Like it pushes blood, yeah, up there, and it changes. It does weird stuff, but they're weird creatures. Makes sense. They are definitely weird. The more I learn about them and watch them, especially like seeing them there, and they, I mean, to just, me, that seemed like the biggest turkey I've ever seen. Well, so I, that's what I tried to explain to you before we got. And it's hard to explain for someone's never been out there, but you see turkeys mostly from a deer stand, and you're like, yeah, well, that's cool, or from the road. But when you when you sit down on the ground next to a tree, and you, you have, have a, what, what's the closest you think he got from you? Uh, uh ten yards, yeah. fifteen yards at, mo- at most. Yeah, very close. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could see their eyeballs. Like, oh, I could see them too. But I, when, like <laughs> when when you when he, um, I don't know if you waited till he got kind of in front of you before you called, and he like I I got him. I saw him stick his head up mm-hmm. above the trees, and he was like. Yeah, super curious. Like, but I could see his eyes like looking around. I could see him right. like swirling in his head. The reason I waited was because I saw him and I saw the hen, or him and the hen, and I could not. My ear couldn't because of the way the leaves were rustling. I could not tell if there was a a bigger turkey behind them, and there might have actually been. 
if that turkey saw my movement at yeah. all and decided, I'm not screw doing that. that. I'm not yeah. going that way. They may have scooted it out and we may not have seen it, but I don't think there was. Because um, it's the time of year, like we, you and I were talking about, they're getting hinned up early in the morning, mm-hmm. running around with the hen, doing their well, that's what she, she, you think she went doing their business. Well, yeah. When they split that way, she she went into the really thick sort of yeah. woods. She, she's probably going to set on the nest. And we should he, go find the nest and get some turkey, <laughs> some uh, easy, over I'm pretty easy, sure that's illegal. Over easy turkey eggs. <laughs> Can you shoot a bearded hen here? I don't think so. It's a good question. I have to look at that. So it gives a, a breakdown explanation of what, co- you know, what constitutes yeah. um, a legal, sh- a legal bird to shoot. And so I, that bird would have been legal to shoot. We just couldn't do it on club land. The turkey, the, yeah. the, the, the Jake. Yeah. 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 Just not on, not on our, uh, not on our, program. if we were just hunting for meat and we were on public land, which is, I mean, I like to hunt for meat. I mean, I like to shoot mature animals too, right? Yeah. It's also the difference between a 16 pound bird and a 23 pound bird, right? You're, you're talking about a, lot more meat um just for the sake of you know bringing some meat home and getting something fun on, on film i might have i might have shot that if we're on public land yeah but like hunting alone you would be able to let it walk yeah for sure because it's just it's not that you're not gonna brag about it right you know it's it's, it's, it's the same way of like <sighs> like if you did a fan mount and people would be like mm, I, I definitely would not fan why mount. would you fan mount that? no i would <laughs> i'd pluck it i'd get the breast and the legs and um there's not much on the wings that's not like it's not like a chicken or a factory, yeah. you know, factory turkey. So you get some giant, huge breast out of it. And their breasts are dark meat, right? Because they use them? Not so much. No, I mean, they, they're a different color and they do taste different. They're not white. Like. But it's, but it's, it is a white meat. When you look at the, the turkey breast compared to the, the legs, it's definitely not, not the same. But like a store-bought turkey breast, it doesn't look like that. No, not quite. Yeah. No, no. I thought somebody... It's, it it, it looks somewhere. more pink almost than like... Like a chicken or like store bought turkey is almost a white tan yeah. color. Uh, it's it's more of a pink. I was reading that like the they're white because they don't get as much blood flow because they don't fly. They just sit in cages their whole life. But mm. the real turkeys fly, so they get blood flow in there. That makes sense. And it like t- turns the meat different colors. I believe it. That's something I read. I don't know. I'm not a insect apologist. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I had that turkey vest workout for you. Was it comfortable? That seat. They're not Surprisingly, very Surprisingly, yeah. It was. It? Good. Now, when we finally got up, because we probably sat for like an hour. We sat in that spot for close to an hour, yeah. So when we finally got up, just sitting on the ground for an hour, um, my ass like tingled. It felt like That's I had a it felt like I had a wedgie. Yeah, so there's one. Uh, Is it because <clears> I guess my cheeks are numb? I don't know. Sure. So if you're very talented, uh, like a, a gentleman that we know at the club, Mr. Joe, if you're listening, howdy. He will go out with uh, just camo, his shotgun, and a mouth call. And he brings, like, a, a camouflage, like, low-rider lawn chair. Yeah. He just sits comfortable and, and, and nestles up in some bushes and calls hmm. with his mouth call and kills turkey all the time. I guess triggers. Probably. You should uh, – uh, there's just stuff I'll show you. I forget the name of it. It comes in a yellow bottle. But you should treat your, uh, your camo with that before we go. Let it dry. Do it tonight and let it dry tomorrow. It's, it, it keeps ticks away. I, I tr- Every turkey season, I treat my clothes with it. It lasts like 20 or 30 washes before you got to do it again. Oh, wow. And uh, I've never had ter- uh, tick issues during. You think they have it at like Gander or whatever this place is now? Probably, yeah. It's that uh, what it is? It starts with a P, and uh, I'll send a picture of it, but it comes in a yellow bottle. And no, it's, like uh, Gander Mountain. It's filled with streams. It's a sportsman's warehouse now. Oh, yeah, it's right, it's yeah. been like a billion things. So it's called... It's got like a yellow bottle. It's a yellow bottle. You'll find it like 
somewhere in there. Okay. <laughs> I'll send you the picture. I'll look it up before we leave. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go see if I can. It's worth it so you don't end up dealing with ticks. Especially there. I don't know what kind of ticks they have that part of the country. Uh, probably deer ticks. The bad ones. The gushers one. Have you Bro, seen that meme? Stop. It's disgusting. It's so gross. I, every time I see it, I can't even like it. It's like it's. Enough. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Uh, so we did register for the uh, NDA Deer Steward we did. program. I thought it was like a at your own pace online course. I didn't, look realize, like I didn't realize it was a live thing. Is it live? It's like two days. Huh. Online, so I have to take PTO to do it. <laughs> I didn't realize it was live. I thought it was like that you get access to it, but that makes sense why maybe, they gave us a date. Maybe it is. It could be possible. You get that email with your username and login because I did not. I haven't yet either. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're, maybe it's live, or maybe they're still creating. Maybe they update it and and release the yeah, the, maybe. the content at a certain point. I guess we'll figure it out. Whatever. I'm looking forward to it though. It'll be a fun class. Yeah, I don't mind taking PTO to do that. Taking PTO to go to Kentucky. See. I had a, a customer asked me if I could be on a call Friday, and I'm like, I'll be on PTO getting my executive bourbon steward certificate. Yeah. He wrote back, bourbon? The question mark? I was like, oh, no. he's like, He's like, good friend of mine turned me on to bourbon five years ago. I love it. And I was like, okay, that went well. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I told him I was going to be on PTO. He can't say anything about why you know, I'm on PTO. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. I have good news. Okay. I like good news. So I also PTO, and I also had a similar this is a scenario. Shit news sandwich where you're going to do good news, bad news. No, news. this okay. is all good news. I had a similar scenario where I was asked about something this week, and I said, can't, going to be on PTO. Oh, where are you going? So taking the family somewhere. I'm like, no. Uh, family. <laughs> probably like, I'm, t- I'm going to, yeah, the bourbon, executive bourbon food class. And so it's our pilot. Oh, cool. He has secured an airplane. Okay. It's a twin engine, mm-hmm. ceiling of 29,000 feet, wow. has oxygen masks that he has to install. They're not there yet. But we can fly up to 12,000 feet, Yeah, um, which is above storms and all that. But he said that once he gets the mask put in and everything, anywhere we want to go, because it doesn't matter what the weather is, he'll just pull up out of it and we'll fly in outer space. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling him about the different places that – we could land yeah. and just like look at bourbon. And he said, pick a state and then we'll just hop airport to airport to airport in that state. Yeah. And we'll, at the airport, they have cars. He's like, we'll just take the car out and go to the liquor stores. But he said that that plane is notorious for as much like drug traffickers use it. He said, as much wow. weight as you can put in there, it'll hold it. Good. So he was like, there's, cause before the stuff he was looking at was like, I don't know if it'd be worth it because we could only bring back a case. He's yeah. Like, He's like, but but now they have to like, like like calculate pounds to yeah. like down to the ounce. But it's a twin engine and mm-hmm. it's turbocharged, and the turbos are a manual wastegate. So he was telling me, once you get up to like the ceiling of what the engines will do, yeah, then you just turn the wastegates closed, and then it puts turbo air into it. You know how turbos work, mm-hmm. and so more air, more fuel, and then you can climb even higher. Hmm. So they don't even use the turbos very often, unless you need them to yeah. go high, <laughs> but. He wants to go. Like, he's ready. He was like, end of May, I'll be ready. Cool. I'll start having that conversation now. He's a very experienced pilot. He's got all his certs and all that stuff. Any information like that will be helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He flies all the time. He's, he's He was a part of some thing that flew people around. And oh, like, I believe. Um, I, it's, like, he's been p- hired to fly. I'm not incredibly concerned about it. 
Yeah. It's my, my, well, I mean, if we follow this guy, lovely, it's not going to matter. Lovely, caring wife is well, he's super, really, ang- super anxious about flying. And he's really good at flying. That's good. I, I believe that he is. And it's cool to complain. See a Blue Angel flight yes. pilot? Yes. He was in the Air Force, so. <laughs> good. All right. And he was a mechanic in the Air Force, so he knows, um, well, he knows this stuff. He'd be able to tell what's wrong. He also was telling me, like, it's got two engines, so if anything happens. It's probably the engine. <laughs> he said, I'm a it, mechanic. I can fix it while we're flying. <laughs> Who said that? Somebody said that. They were the kind of person that it was uh, Scott from. Oh, he's talking about how I don't, yeah. really, I don't really plan anything out. Yeah, he's like, I'll fix airplanes that fly. Yeah, I'll just fix it as we fly. Yeah. <laughs> But no, he's uh, he said that it's twin engines, so he's like the likelihood of both engines going out is very low, and the only time you'd be in in trouble is like if we're at twenty five thousand feet, one of the engines goes out. He's like, we're just gonna have to come down some. Mm-hmm. It won't be a fall, but it will be quickly yeah. lowering in altitude. But we'll eventually get to a sea level in which one engine will be fine. Right. And I was asked about mountains. He was like, "Yep, one engine, any mountain in the United States will be able to fly over." He's like, so we're not in danger. Okay. Not that I care, but he bought it to fly back and forth, his family back and forth to Texas for vacation. Or visit family, yeah. Wow. Yeah. nice. I have a guy that works for me who's uh, just, he goes to Mexico twice a year just so he can uh, take care of his house that he has there and and pay pay bills that he can't pay online. Oh. I'm like, oh, what? Sounds like such an inconvenience. Yeah, that would suck. That's way. I mean, my my house is in Puerto Rico, but same. I'm just kidding. I don't have a house in Puerto Rico. A bunch of jokes came to mind. None of them were appropriate. Um, how about some facts? Is it too early for that? No, let's do it. So, since we're going to Louisville, I decided to pull some interesting facts about Louisville, and man, there's a lot of them, right? <clears throat> Louisville is is one of the, speaking of facts, it's like the or one of the oldest cities west of the Appalachian Mountain Range. Yeah. So, it, ha- it has a lot of history. Just a ton. Already. Um, and none of these are the typical stuff that you kind of already know, right? You have Churchill Downs there and the, the history of horse racing. You have, um, obviously, it's home of the mint julep. The old-fashioned was invented there. You have Louisville Slugger, the baseball bat mm-hmm. uh, company. All that stuff's there. This stuff I thought was interesting. We're staying right next to the Louisville Slugger Museum, by the way. Oh, I'll have to stop in there for sure. Um, Louisville is home to Kentucky's largest building, which is actually a cavern. A cave? It's a cave. It's a cavern. So Louisville's mega cavern is a former milestone uh, limestone mine that boasts 4 million square feet and is home to a zip line ride, a bicycle park, a storage facilities for everything from documents to yachts. What? Yeah, because of the structural supports that have been put in place, it's classified as a building. It's a 100-acre building that runs beneath both the Louisville Zoo and Waterson Expressway. It's enormous. Is there anything there we would want to go do? I don't know. We need to look it up and see. There's got to be. Because we'll have time to do a Even if we just, things. like, just go in and see, yeah. like. Well, that's a fucking cave with stuff in it. That's pretty cool. And then, like, look, there's a yacht in this cave. That's cool. <laughs> you can you just go there? You I'm pretty just... sure you can. There's a bike park there and a zip line. Let's go buy bikes and, and go right in there. All right. Um, we should rent bikes from downtown. You know how the little bike <laughs> yeah. check-ins? Go rent one and go do a dirt bike track. 
Oh, man. That's some that would content. Be fun. That would be some content. Uh, Louisville is home to, is the disco ball capital of the world. Over 90% of all disco balls are made in Louisville. Do they still make them? Yeah. They still yeah. make disco balls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the yeah. purpose of a disco ball today? The same thing it's always been, baby. The disco taliente over here? Put it up on the ceiling and give that ballroom effect. We should do a Patreon event at the Disco Caliente here. Okay. <laughs> the name of the company is Omega, as the nation's biggest producer of uh, disco balls during the 1970s and is still in demand. Um, in recent years, uh, made disco balls for Madonna, Kid Rock, Pearl Jam, and at age 72, she uh, the lady, uh, her name was uh, Yolanda Baker. And they like hand glue. It's it's crazy. Anyways, I bet she's a groovy chick. She probably is groovy. Yeah. <laughs> the song "Happy Birthday" was written by two sisters in Louisville, the uh, Patty and Mildred J. Hill. The Marilyn Monroe version? I get. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Happy birthday. And the first successful hand transplant in history was performed at the Kleinert Coots Hand Care Center in 1999 in Louisville. I don't know if you could do that either. Yeah, you can transplant a lot of stuff. Can go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. Those are your interesting facts about Louisville. I didn't want. I don't know. I just could. There's there's a bunch. You can go down a bunch of rabbit holes. Like you could just go ahead and then pick uh, any distillery around there and find a bunch yeah. of facts. But another time, this place. I think we should go check out the cave. We should buy a Camp Hero a disco ball. We should we should commission like a seven foot diameter disco ball and mount that motherfucker right in the middle of the cabin so everybody has to walk around it and like yeah, hit yeah. their heads in it and shit. Or his outdoor, he's got that outdoor space he's yeah. building. <laughs> Just hang it from that. We need you to build a bell tower. Yes, pag- 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 pagoda podium, pergola, percolate a pergola. Is that the real word? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the outdoor thing with like the cover. And the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not really a cover because it's just slats. And, yeah, yeah, I know. Sure, yeah, build one of those. Okay. Commission. I wonder how much that cost. Give them a call. A seven foot out. disco ball. Yeah. Kid, you think they make seven foot disco balls? No. Let me see if we can find a seven foot. Where would you put a seven foot diameter disco ball? In a like the top of an arena. Uh, yeah. I guess. Nine hundred bucks. <laughs> There's a sixteen inch one we can get that's rose gold. Mm. Um, way cheaper. I'm going to mount that in your truck. Right in the middle. Buy giant disco balls on Amazon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, they're pretty cheap, man. 20 inch. You get a 20 inch one for 120 bucks. Pretty nice looking. Eight inch for 19. Yeah. <laughs> I had enough. See how long you're going to go there. Yeah, it wasn't <clears> much longer. <throat> so it will be fun. Um, what else do you want to do while we're there? Is there a food? Because there's a Cuban restaurant by us, and you know how I am about Cubanos. I like Cuban sandwich, sandwiches. <clears throat> we should do that one day. Kentucky is an interesting spot. I wonder if they have crawfish anywhere. I could go for some crawfish. I'm sure there's some kind of Cajun restaurant. Yeah, we'll have to look into it. I, uh, you keep going. I'll look up. I have not. I honestly haven't looked at what's in what's around there, other than when I looked at the most in-depth Anything I've looked in Louisville was um, whenever I just looked up the uh, those facts about about that stuff. 
I do know someone that used to live there. Maybe I'll give them a ring, see if they have any recommendations. There's like 17 Cajun restaurants. <laughs> nice. We got Pier 17 Cajun, the Storming Crab, Swamping Jacks, Swampwater Jacks. Yeah. Jay Gumbos. That sounds like a good guess. We'll set, we'll have to, uh, we'll go through each of those and find out if they're doing, if they're doing crawfish boils right now, because that would be cool. Um, delicious for sure. This is where we're staying because we'll be gone by the time this comes out, so it doesn't really matter. We're staying at 639 East Jefferson Street. Where's that at? Is it like downtown? This one pulling up. Ah. 639 East Jefferson Street. So that is uh, across the street from... There's a place right next door called the Seafood Lady. Mm. Uh, garage bar. You know what's funny is when I'm going there, I'm going there with Andy... Um, the hotel I'm staying at is on the other side of this block that we're staying at. Oh, no, really? Well, good. You'll you have all kinds of recon finished to know what to do. So that's South Clay Street and Jefferson Street is like the crossing. But Angel's Envy is right there. Nice. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff right there. Man. Tons of stuff to do. But I know the Louisville Slugger Museum is there. The... Yeah. Peerless is right down the road. Yeah, looks like a lot. U of L Health Jewish Hospital. We're not. I'm not Jewish, so I can't go there. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it just reminded me of that video. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. that's why I said it. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of. <laughs> I wish we could share that. Did you read the comments on it? I no. wonder if people are mad. I did not look at the comments, man. I bet people are laughing. I hope so. It makes me sad that people don't laugh at things anymore. Yeah, it's like you can't be funny anymore. Um, Q. Will Smith. Yeah. Bill. I watched a thing on Jada <clears throat> Ping and Smith talking about their wedding. Mm. And uh, she said that like she was basically forced to marry him because uh, they had a kid out of wedlock. And it, like she was talking shit about their wedding. Like. <laughs> She seems pretty difficult to deal with. Yeah, she seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And he got banned for 10 years. Did you see what he said? No. He replied and said, agreed. Well, good for him. He's got Will Smith money. What does he care? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I mean, why? <laughs> it doesn't mean he can't make movies. And people, you want more? Yeah, people aren't, gonna, people aren't going to pay him to make movies still. It just means he can't go to a a pompous, self-absorbed party and give out awards to each other. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even know what that is. The Oscars? Yeah. My understanding is, like, they, they have, like, a governing body that makes the rules, right? And they, they as, a, as, as a governing body, decide these are the people that are in running for best actor, best actress, best... Of course, now, there's all the genders in the world in L.A., except for at the Oscars, because there's best male actor... Or there's best actor, mm. but remember, anyways, um, and then as as peers, they uh, my understanding is if you are invited to be a, a member of the academy, which most of the, the actors that get invited are actresses and actors, they vote. It's like a peer thing, so that's just it's just a giant like everyone's just jerking each other off and yeah, and that's just, just kind of what it seemed. It seemed like um, you're invited to be there, and then it's like a secret club or something. It's and- it's supposed to be the the premier, you know, talent. Yeah. And the 
awards are supposed to be more special because they're voted on by your peers. But do you think anyone cares? Like outside, like do you think they actually want these awards? Are they that removed from society Maybe. that they're I don't know. like these are this is important? I mean, I think, or is it just like it's a gala, it's something to do. For some of them, I'm sure it is like that. Like I look at people like um, Tom Hanks. I don't think Tom Hanks gives a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some actors that I just don't think care. But then there are those who who I think acting is a real passion for them, and they're and I think maybe it does matter to them. But would you go? I'd go once, just see what's like. Sure, yeah, why not? I go. Actually, I don't think I'd go. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't I mean I don't really have interest in that stuff. I mean, it's much. like the the, uh, the guy that did the, that hosted it a couple of years ago and did that ridiculous rant at the beginning where he just roasted Hollywood. Yeah, and he did it. Um, he did another thing this year where he was like, if I was there, here's what I would have said opening. And he made a comment about like, um, oh man, it was so funny, but it, it, made, it was a joke about, you know, COVID and other things, um, blah, blah, blah. Unless you're, unless of course you were invited here to this party where the gift bag you just received is worth more than the average income, you know, for the, <laughs> it's just like one, just gut punch after the other. Like the guy pulls no punches. It's crazy. How much it's a money British is comedian. I can't remember his name. Yeah, huge brands like put these gift bags and like goodie bags for these actors and actresses, and they they're gifted to them. And they're like worth tens of thousands of dollars. Isn't it funny that the more the more famous you get, the less you pay for stuff? Yeah. Like the more money you have, where you have the ability to buy this stuff, you yeah. don't have to anymore yeah, because you, you become a walking billboard. Yeah, right. It's you know I think of like I think about The Rock, right? Yeah, he has like three or four gyms. He's got one in his house. Doesn't he have a traveling gym? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He has like an 18-wheeler or two worth of gym equipment that he takes with him on set yeah. or when he travels, and that gets set up so he has a place to work out. And my, I have to imagine, as much as he is on camera, he does not pay for any of that equipment. So, oh, no. Sornex or whoever, Rogue, someone is like, we'll send you whatever you want. Just keep doing what you're doing. Because yeah. he's got he's getting millions of views every day, and people are like, well, what is he working out with? That's, I mean, it's it's marketing. It's simple. It's it, it is it's It's... I wonder if people, I wonder if that stuff works because, like, we look at stuff, you know, when we're looking to buy stuff for the company, it's like, let's see what this person's using. Let's see what that person's yeah. using. And then I wonder if it's laziness where you're like, well, if it works for them, it works for me. Part of it, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Which makes it easier. I looked up, him, bro. I looked up 8K cameras yesterday. Have you seen, like, in the UFC or if you watched the Masters yesterday, all of a sudden, like, it's like TV and then all of a sudden it's, like super clear, super green. It just looks way different, Mm-mm. and then it goes back. If you haven't noticed that, no, I don't watch TV. I don't watch the Masters. Oh, I mean, I, don't, oh, I did try to keep a business running, man. I don't have time for. <sighs> you were at the air show all day. Don't even start with me. I was, <laughs> um, but yeah. So AK cameras. I looked them up. Not yet, but expensive. Uh, yeah. Like the body, <clears throat> I think was six grand. Oof. Yeah, then you got to buy lenses. Yeah. Or at least one lens. But so it looks these, really are good. these mirrorless cameras or these camcorders? They're like the the red the oh, yeah. box. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They're like that. That's a lot. Yeah, but they look really good. Like the AK footage, I tried to show Andy on my phone. I was like, it just doesn't look the same as it does on a TV. But even my brand new TV can't portray it correctly, so it pixelates a little mm. bit. But the color, it just looks different. It's way different. The TVs like, aren't even ready for it yet. No. I mean, TVs aren't really ready for 4K either, but they could pull it off. It's true. But it looks really good. But the Masters yesterday was interesting. There was a guy, I uh, probably can't tell, I'm going to tell a story about how a guy got 
deplatformed and got all this stuff removed because of what he said. And then I'm getting ready. To, I'm not going to just say repeat it. it all that, yeah. <laughs> please. Yeah. <clears throat> but he's like the well most well dressed golfer, and he wore like Ralph Lauren and all this stuff. And then he was mic'd up. Oh no. Yeah, and I guess forgot or didn't think about it. And he said something at a hole. I don't know what he said, but I do know that. Members like it wasn't a racial slur. Green jacket wearers and uh, and members. Uh, it it would not be the first time that someone has said something racist or something very. It controversial wasn't racist. And got but in it was controversial. I mean, it's th- something everybody says. It's just you can't say that. Well, anymore. do you remember the one? It was, and I'll say it because it's it's all over the news. Careful, don't I, turn it into Joe. Because Joe Rogan was like, I was just repeating what I saw on the news. Don't do that. You're not my fucking dad. It was the first time. Tiger Woods won the Masters. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys was like, a member was visibly upset about it and made a comment about handing out a certain type of food along with the green jacket. Uh, that's not good. It was not good at all. Mm. He did terrible yesterday, by the way. I saw that. I saw that. Someone showed a picture of him walking his leg all He's wrecked. Jacked up from but when he broke it. to go from car accident to that, that quick, pretty good. But somebody was saying, like, over the over the course as his leg's tired, like, it's gotten, looks worse. Mm-hmm. And they were like, he should probably just pull out. He's like, what's the point of, fi- what's, yeah. why finish tied for 25th? At, he did at, all, like, he was plus 11, I think, when the last time I saw yeah. it. I don't know what he finished as. Well, good for him. I mean, yeah. there was a question whether he was going to play again at all, so... There was some crazy hits though. There was um, who won? McElroy? Uh, Chef. Uh, I don't know. What's his name? Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the last group. It was um. I have no idea. I didn't watch a single chef. Yeah, Chef Lur. I couldn't remember how to say it. Mm-hmm. But he had um, the last hole. He on putting, he had like I don't know the length of this table. He missed. Yeah. And then it was maybe two feet, maybe a foot, missed. And then he was, like, up by four, and he ended up being minus one. Bummer. Yeah, but he still won. So. But he's just, I guess his nerves were just shot. He yeah, was just, that's so. Yeah, last hole. But it's pretty crazy. There was a lot of wild hits done. And then uh, the UFC fight, too, I watched um, – that fight and there was two there was a really good fight and then one of the title fights i'd never seen it before but it was a uh, yan the asian guy that was fighting he got to like the last round in between the break he couldn't even make it to the chair he just sat down on, on the cage and then the commentators were like they needed to just they just stop this but the guy was like no was title fight yeah so it's five rounds yeah, yeah. so he got <clears throat> back up and um He's just getting clocked, and it never knocked him down. He's just, but he wasn't even there. Yeah. He was just like, you know. And then they stopped. But I've never seen him do that. They stopped the fight during really? the fight. Yeah, while they're yeah. both standing, they stopped it, and they're like, "That's enough." Old Herb Dean stopped the fight. That's probably that's probably smart. I think he's, there are some people that are just they're just I don't know physically they're they're tanks, yeah. but you can tell when mentally they're all they're going to do is hurt themselves. I just, I always wondered how he got so good because his head, I swear to you, is shaped like a box. It's a square. <laughs> He's got four flat sides of his head. <laughs> I mean, his whole head is just a square and uh, yeah. like anywhere you hit him, you're going to make just perfect cl- contact. Yeah, yeah. Constant flat and contact. so I always thought it was fascinating that he was so good that he got so far in it. Oh, maybe that's how he's gotten so good at taking punches. Probably. He just, he's just had to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
But it's pretty good. Um, Who else fought? I didn't watch any of the fights. Man, I can't any remember. Other good, my, were there my, any other good fights? My brain dumps. Yeah, one of the best fights I've ever seen. Um, it was the... Why is my brain dump like that? Because we're getting old, bro. I start taking... Uh, it was um it wasn't Jan, it was the Korean zombie, by the way. Yeah. So um let's see. Yeah, Gilbert Burns versus Chemaev. Mm-hmm. That was a great Chimaev, fight. That's I I heard other people talk about that or saw people talking about that. It was a fantastic fight. Yeah. They they went on the ground for like two seconds. Other than that, for stand up for fifteen minutes, they just beat the shit out of each other. Nice. They were both bloody. You can see him you can hear when he breaks his nose. I had Andy oh. she was in bed. So I had her watch it yesterday. I was like, you have to at least watch this one fight. I've heard that before. It just makes my stomach turn. Dude, like, because it was like round two, like right around two minutes, 30 seconds or so. They never address it. But he's like, he's fighting, and then you just hear this like, yeah, like, just smack it's, sound. Yeah. Oh, and then his nose just starts running. <laughs> but the other guy, Chemayev hit him in the head with an elbow in the first round, split his eyeball. Mm-hmm. Or his uh, eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. So he's bleeding all the way through it. But the, I think the reason they didn't show the nose is because at the end of the second round, he was, like, laid down in his lap, and he pushed him off, and Chemayev went and slapped him in the face after the bell. <laughs> and so they replayed that and talked about that of course instead of... But, yeah, it was pretty Dude, nuts. Be, there's nothing... I mean, I've broken my nose, not, like, where it's laid over flat. I just cracked it really good. Yeah, you could see it. It's uh, Well, it didn't flatten. It's, it went out. It went out, yeah. yeah. Um the only thing worse than the initial break is everything afterwards. When I broke mine, it knocked me out. Sneezing, moving your cheeks, everything freaking hurts. So to go and continue to fight knowing you could get yeah. nailed on the nose again. Well, he kept punching him in the face because, like, right there. Oh, stop. Like, when it happened to mine, mine was brass knuckles, and it, it put me down. I remember, I remember being hit because he came from behind me, but I remember touching the ground yeah. and standing up, and I remember getting in my truck— don't remember driving, and I woke up in the bed of my truck in a Harley-Davidson parking lot in mm-hmm. Yorktown, Virginia. Good times. Yeah, Alvin was standing there, and he was like, I called the cops, man, but I have to leave. I can't be here when the cops get here. And I was like, uh, <laughs> the cops came. Is the medic or whatever. Yeah. Call the medic, dude. Did you like that uh, Big Lebowski reference in last week's episode? Yes. It was very funny. Yeah. It was very appropriate, too. Yeah. I still don't understand what would drive someone to do those things. <sighs> You've gotten really good. I, compliment, I actually got complimented uh, you to Jessica the other day. I was like, he's getting really good at Amos and Dawn because she made a, she made a, she watched something on the podcast and she was laughing really hard. Um, what part was it? It was the week before, not last week's. I can't remember what it was, but you plugged a video in and it was really funny. And uh, I was like, he's getting really good at finding really, really funny references to throw in to shit we say during the podcast. It's uh, quite comedic. I don't do it all the time, but sometimes just I can't help. You myself. can't overdo it, yeah. right? Like it, it takes it takes it takes it away if you do yeah. it all the time. Yeah, that'd be yeah. selective. Yeah, there's some whiskey or whiskey, some YouTube pages that I watch, and and they do it like too much, or they reuse the same clip. Yeah, like yeah. Whistling Diesel, for instance, he uses that deer screaming, and it's like, Wah! and it's all the like, time. Yeah, every two minutes he's using it, and I'm like, all right, this it's funny at first, but now it's now it's not funny. Yeah, now it's annoying. It's like I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah, the one where it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a funny clip. It's a funny clip. It's in here, unless yeah. you have to listen to it all the time. Yeah, but now it's in here. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. I might replay it a couple times. I was going to say something. It was there. Now it's gone. Plug of the week. <laughs> we already did that. I meant the code word. Oh, yeah. Code word. We need a code word. Okay. What do you want the code word to be? For this week? Yeah. Louisville. 69. <laughs> Make a 69 joke that isn't sexual. That's the code word. There you go. Make a 69 joke that isn't yep, about yep. 69. You have to use 69 in some sort of sentence or phrase or joke. Yep. That's not sexual. Good that's how you get luck. And then for episode 67, we do the random drawing. The winner is Josh C. Josh C. Dot. And you win a Whiskey and Whitetail's prize pack. And then when we get back from Kentucky, we're going to take all the episodes that we have done, except for episode 67, put all the names in there, and do a randomizer for another Whiskey and Whitetail's prize pack. Yep, I yep. think we should give Josh a hoodie. Yeah. Assuming we have a size. We only have large and extra large, so. If you don't, I think we're going to move forward with our new shirt, and we'll get we'll send you the new shirt. Cool. So Josh, today hit us up. Well, actually, we'll hit you up. Yeah, we'll hit you up. We'll hit you up and get this taken care of. For sure. So congratulations. And then I guess that's it. Uh, next week's seaweed spotlight is Addy. Addy from uh, Covey Rise and Magazine Bourbon. and Bourbon Plus. Bourbon Plus Magazine. Yep. Yep. So you'll get to hear that Thursday. And then I think we only have two more CW podcasts after that. Yep. So we got two more weeks after this week. That's correct. So enjoy that while we enjoy, while you're listening to this. If you listen on Monday, I'm flying home from Kentucky. Yep. Hope you had a happy Easter. And, mm-hmm. uh, and a yeah. Merry Christmas. And a, and a good Friday. And a happy New Year. And a Palm Sunday. All the things. I picked up palm branches yesterday for Palm Sunday. Okay. And he was like, what's Palm Sunday? And I was like, sit down. And I explained to her. It's the day husbands get palm branches and beat their wives with it. it. And, I, and our palm trees have like these thorns on them. Yeah. Same. Sucks for her. Her Sorry. back's all jacked up. <laughs> so have fun recovering. 60, it was 69 lashings. With 69 lashings. Yep. That's an example. Yeah. That would be an example of a non- Sexual 69 joke. All right. Until next time. I don't steal my bank code. I mean, my gym. I'm going to cancel that. Same. I just had the conversation with my wife. Yeah. I don't see the point anymore. Just embrace it. Just be who you are, Matt. I'm actually going to pay three times more to go to a different gym. That's <laughs> what so I'm going to do. I'm doing, I'm paying less to go to my brother-in-law's garage. I thought about posting, after you told me that, I thought about getting on Facebook and being like, um, at Neighbors. Do any of you have a gem in your garage you can just give me a key to? Yep. But I didn't. We'll trade bourbon. It's not a bad deal. You could buy a home gym for the probably the price of a motorcycle. Yeah, I don't have the room for it, though. I got a car and a golf cart and all that, and that just junk. I have a hot water heater. I cannot prioritize workout equipment because I have exactly. toys. I'm a toy kind of guy. Yep. All right. We're done. 69. Uh, Bye. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.